Oh shit! Did you? <laughs> perfectly easy. <laughs> no, there's no that? way. No, I think it's cut off. Is I think it? your I think your mic is in the way of it. No. I, think I you mean, can see it. you could do a real hard cut in on it. You should be able to see it, right? It's like on that side. Yeah. Did you check and make sure that we're like in focus? Fucking, I can do that now. Okay. While it's recording. While it's recording, we'll go from out. Of, yeah, go underneath. Hey, you now we're in focus. Hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, well, behind us, all of my dorables. I want to buy dorables. I don't have the money to buy more dorables, but they have- You don't have the willpower to spend <laughs> the little money you have on dorables. <laughs> well, because now they have, you know, before it was like you, you'd you have to buy the collection. I don't know if y'all out there know about dorables. I, I, I mean, I'm sure they might be a little better off than not <laughs> knowing about dorables. But I am a Disney- fanatic to the fullest. And when I first got on TikTok a little over maybe two years was ago. Was it TikTok that got you into TikTok. Doorbells? God, the the only terrible thing TikTok has done. The only terrible thing? What are you talking about? Doorbells are amazing. Okay, so they're these kids' toys that are the, the Disney characters and they're really small and they have different seasons, so there's different series of them. And so you're just flashing the camera. <laughs> so if you can see the little, it's the Lion King or it's, um, I don't know if that's Mufasa or if that's, oh, I think it's older Simba. Um, listen here, I'm a fanatic. <laughs> but so there's different series. And so I started collecting them when they were on series three. Would you, I am talking about Disney right now. I'm sorry, I'm I'm doing logistics. Apparently uh -huh. it focus, it's focused on me. Maybe it's because I held something up. Okay, but I'm gonna keep talking about my- Who um, fucking cares? No, man. my doorballs! No, I meant about that. Oh, okay. You're adorable, I mean, Everyone God forbid. should, Everyone care, should about care about my doorballs. Okay, so I started collecting them when they were on um, series three, and they used to be really, really small and very detailed, and the ones that were animals, so if any characters from The Lion King or any characters from Winnie the Pooh or anything like that, they were, had like they were fuzzy, and so you could tell that they were animals and they were different or whatever, and those are like the really- valuable ones and then i started collecting them up until series six and then i stopped because they started getting less detailed and they were getting bigger and chunkier i just liked the really tiny really cute ones like the one that taylor held up a moment ago is one of the series six ones and so it's a bit chunkier the other ones were smaller than that and a lot cuter and yeah, this one's fucking ugly i don't like it and they and they don't balance anymore like when you set it down like they're too top heavy and they'll fall over they, the design, it's, it's too commercialized or whatever. TikTok made it really popular and I was obsessed with it. Um, but the thing that they're doing now, instead of series, which were mystery packs, you'd have to buy like a box for, I don't know, $12 and then you could get anywhere between five and seven doorables in it. Dude, I remember going to Target and every time we went to grocery shopping or whatever, you would be like, I gotta go check and see if there's doorables. And then you'd see it and you'd buy every All of them. box of doorables. All like it was like six or seven. You were spending like a hundred twenty bucks at a yeah. time just to get. Listen these. here, I the bookstore that I work at. I had I was working the cash register what two days ago. We had six boxes of baseball cards. Only six boxes. Each one was sixty dollars. We sold out of them in ten minutes. That's people yeah. were dropping a hundred and twenty dollars because you only can buy two boxes at a time. There's a limit, mm. so people were dropping a hundred and twenty dollars. For baseball cards. I don't think Dorables is that far off. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that far off. Actually, that's that's funny you mentioned that. I'm just gonna do, real quick, just gonna get back to your Dorables thing. Okay, okay. I have um back when I was real little, my my dad used to do um some work in Germany, and so he would bring uh baseball cards over for his friends over there. Um and uh because my dad knew someone that owned like a like a card shop or like a baseball card shop back when that it was like a little pop-up shop. Um and it like he either went out of business or he retired or something along those lines. But he was like, hey, I have so many baseball cards and they're never like they're just going to sit in a box for forever. Do you want them? And he's like, yeah, I can use those because he was doing my dad. Um, my dad does missionary work. And so he was doing like a baseball camp out in Germany because uh, in Germany, baseball isn't huge, but it's because um, soccer is like the, the big sport. Um, and so he was teaching. All that to say, uh, we we he has a, a bunch of boxes of baseball cards, and so he kept one of them for himself. And so in his will, he has 
divvied out the baseball cards You're to kidding. each of us with instructions on how to divvy them out to our kids and their kids and their kids so that eventually like you know two like one or two generations down the line um oh, they're gonna be worth so much like worth 120 dollars 150 because these are like 1980s cards mm. 1970s cards um and so they're old now but like in two generations in like 120 years <laughs> Wow. They're gonna be so freaking expensive. And so he's like, you can sell them out and they can probably pay for their colleges with, yeah. with just these baseball cards. So we have a box of baseball cards uh, waiting for me when my dad croaks. Anyways, so I got Dorables. And the, I collect a lot of Disney stuff. Oh, I just collect a, a lot of things in general. I was, okay, let me finish my Dorable things. So now what they're doing instead of mystery series boxes, you can now buy like the series in and of itself. So they have, when we went to the store yesterday, they had, a, what was it, Nightmares Before Christmas Nightmare one? Before Christmas, and they had Halloween. a Snow White one. And then online, you can go on Amazon. They have a Villains one and they have a Pixar one and they have a Mickey Mouse one. And it's like, you can buy the series now. It's no longer a mystery like box thing. You for certain are going to get all of these characters. Oh yeah, and I'm so I'm so I I want them, but I don't have the money for mm, them you just now. Got into it too early. I no, I think I got in at the perfect time because now I don't really like them as much. I yeah. mean, like I said, because they're getting bigger and they're chunkier and they're not as like detailed as they were. I'm glad that I still have some from series like three because mm-hmm. I think those might be worth something someday. Um, none that we have, none of the more recent ones, the ones that are just littering that table over there God, aren't, and they used to be all over the, oh, we don't have any on the shelf. They're all on the no, table. No, we moved them off the shelf. Um, but even that is not all of them, not by a long shot. In my room, I have two little shelves hanging up on the walls that are full of them. Like, so they're on display. And then I have a little grocery bag full of them. Yeah. And like within the grocery bag is like a fat fucking Ziploc bag that is like stuffed to the brim. Of just adorables. Um, I used to collect Pokemon cards and a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh and a little bit of magic, but mostly Pokemon cards. Um, I, when I was in high school, it was just a thing that the band kids did because we had like hours between when class would end and when we would have to be at school again to go and, you know, get ready for the marching band show or whatever. Uh, and so a lot of us wouldn't leave because like fucking what are we going to do at 16 for an hour and a half? That's not just get food and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, let's just get into Pokemon. And so I don't remember who did it first, but we all bought Pokemon cards. Um, and I have I mean, I brought them with me to college because I, I spent so much. I spent probably $200 on Pokemon cards like easy. And I have like. Uh, they come, you can get like tins, like tin boxes. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can put your decks in there and you put your cards in there. And so I've got like three tin boxes full of Pokemon cards. Um, I have one of them that's like, this is my deck box. It's all the decks that I built that are way like not even any good anymore because of how crazy the cards have gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have all of my extras and then two other tins as well as like you, you're supposed to um, count damage with these little like like cardboard flimsy pieces that you put on there is like 10, 20s, and 50s. But we always used dice because you have one through six on each one. And so mm. you can have, and most Pokemon don't have over, or at least they didn't back when I played, they didn't have over like 150 health. So you like three dice for one Pokemon and then it dies and then you can use another. So I have, I mean, so many fucking Pokemon cards there. And I have really cool, like, so there's, card collecting is insane because you've got like, the it regular has, ass cards. No, it's insane. It's it's it, yeah. You got the regular ass cards, and then you've got like shiny or foil cards, which are like um, uh, the the top layer of the card has like um a layer of like metallic shine to it or mm-hmm. metallic paints on it, so it it shines and it has a little rainbow effect when you move it left and right. And then you have full art cards, which the entire card is art, and it might not be shiny, it might be shiny, but then you have like um. In Pokemon, you have EX cards, which are like really powerful versions of Pokemon cards. Um, those are usually like legendary Pokemon or something. Uh, and so you have full arts and then you have full art EX cards. And then you have full art shinies, which are anything that's not an EX card that is a full art and got has like a foil to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I had I had two full art shiny um, like trainer cards. And then I had two full art EX um, I had a full art EX of Mewtwo and then a Mega Illusion full art EX of Mewtwo. So I had, and then I had another full art Mewtwo that was not um, like shiny. 
because it's like some of them are textured and some of them aren't textured and the textured ones are more rare. It's insane. And Pokemon cards, are so, they because of TikTok too, they blew up in the same way that Dorables did. Oh yeah. And so now you can't, I mean, you can buy Pokemon cards at the store for like maybe 20 bucks, right? For like a pack. It used to be like 10 bucks uh, for a set of booster packs. Um, but now it's like 20 or 30 bucks even. And then a lot of places you can't even buy them except online through eBay. And those packs will sell for like $200. And then you got to open the pack and you might like, make find a card that's worth 1500 bucks because it's so rare you might find a card that's worth jack shit and you only get jack shit cards and you blew 200 bucks and then made no money off of it it's gambling it's, it's insane a, it's, a new form it's of like gambling. children gambling children gambling that's what it is but uh anyways this is media for the intellectually impoverished i'm taylor i'm randy this is the podcast that enriches your mediocre lives look here i wanted to keep talking about it. i know this isn't the topic of the day but this i miss so many things. First off, the, the tins of Pokemon cards. Me and my brother never knew how to play Pokemon. Oh, you but told we me this would, before. But we would collect the cards because we like thought they looked cool, and then we made up our own way of playing it. So, like, if you had a water and a fire, it was like the fire wins because fire beats water, or whatever. That is exactly the opposite of what life happened. Well, I don't remember offered. what it was. It was something like that. Um, you could have, but you could have picked anything. Could have picked anything, and then you chose fire and water. Okay, then the water that was the fire one. Wins. Then it was the well, because wa- fire boils water. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. what? Listen, this is where my mind went. Don't listen. Don't don't. I'm on a track, and I gotta finish my thought. So I miss going to, to- Toys R Us and like seeing the walls of Pokemon cards mm, and the Pokemon mm-hmm. tins. Yep. And me and my brother were obsessed with like getting all of them, and then I think he still has a couple of the tins that we collected. I miss Toys R Us. And I would buy Legos from there all of the time. I just, and now, but Pokemon cards are like, it's crazy. When I go to work, like we have all of the Pokemon cards. We have to have all of them behind the register. Because people will steal them. Yeah, they'll just steal them. And we have to put a limit on them. You can only get four packs at a time. And you can only get two boxes at a time. Yeah. And it's not like you can, it, it's not per person. It's per card. So like if if you're coming in with a family of seven and you all want to get Pokemon cards, each of you has to have a different form of payment, like a different mm-hmm. card to put it on. You can't just like, because people like take them and buy them all and then price gouge them and everything. And yeah. so it's absolutely crazy. I mean, for a while during COVID, they were completely price gouged. You could not buy them anywhere. They were being sold out as soon as they were purchased. Um, and people were selling packs online for $400, $500. Uh, it was in, it was insane. It was crazy. For pieces of paper. Yeah, well, For pieces. And then Look, a lot of people are getting I'm, mad. I, so there's this trend going around where you you'll take Pokemon cards and you'll paint them and you'll paint them to be to look like pieces of full yeah, art. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's an amazing yeah. way to like um, take something that you care about or that you that you love and then like add your own flair to it. And I would totally buy some of those. But like people were during that time like really shitting on people yeah. that were painting on cards like that. Because they were like, well, what are you doing painting on um, painting on these cards? They were so much money. It's like, well, there goes 200 bucks just down the drain. And she's like, or she, I don't know who does the the, the painting, but um, uh, they're like, fuck you, fuck you. And then they just respond to that by painting more cards. Yeah. It's like, this is my art. This is, I love doing it. And it looks pretty. Fucking, if you, do, if you do that kind of art, fucking hit me up. I will buy some. I love that shit. I've been following this artist for years now. I followed her when she had like 2,000 followers on YouTube. She's real popular now. It's Jamie Jo Art, and she does that. She ha- she takes Pokemon cards, and she paints them, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the art is already really pretty, and then just like expanding it. Oh, mm-hmm. gorgeous. Anyways, we're talking, and what are we talking about today, Taylor? <gasps> you asked me what we're talking about? Like, I remember... Oh, you're so sweet oh, and, and gullible and, and optimistic, and you really think way too much of me. You're gonna give an answer. Or are you just stalling. We're talking about weekly shows. I knew that. I, that was me. I I knew that. Yeah, that was Taylor's voice. Definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. Modify the voice. <laughs> <No>. Deepen it. <laughs> I mean, that's actually like it's not hard to do, but that's the most annoying thing to do is because it's so like fucking particular and i could get into it but i won't mm-hmm. because the episode has started and we're 15 minutes, minutes in. in 
This is good because this is my episode and I was supposed to take point on it and I don't like when I have to take point on it. And so I'm like, how much time can I waste? Waste all the time. Waste all the time. Talk about adorables for For 10 minutes. minutes. I have won at life. (laughs) I talk about Pokemon cards and they're just paper, but I spend hundreds of dollars on Um, little plastic pieces. Yeah, and I feel like paper is better than plastic because paper degrades, you know, easier than plastic. Paper is better than plastic because it degrades quicker? Yeah, well, I think that's like for the environment. For the environment, I didn't uh-huh. preface for the environment. <laughs> Wait, I, think, I thought it was for? like an under. It was for the environment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did. I feel like it was like an understood thing, but I guess it was not because it did not. It didn't. Any someone give me a small knife? Nope. So we're going to talk about weekly shows. And as many of you know, or maybe some of you don't know, I am obsessed with television. I would rather sit and watch television for hours and hours on end than watch movies for hours and hours on end. And I've seen many television shows. And so in this, I don't know exactly what we're we're going to get at. I originally thought we'd talk about why weekly shows exist and how they the the storytellers get us to come back every week for their stories but that seems pretty obvious i think well we could talk about it as well because i have notes on that and i have some specific examples but i also think it'd be an interesting conversation to have on the podcast because we disagree in the way that we intake media of that you like weekly shows i think out of a more passionate than me and i love binge culture and you hate binge culture yeah uh I'm not as like hard pressed on it as I was like a year ago. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's partially because of COVID and like the way that we produce content and shows in particular is is different than it was before COVID. Just like every fucking other thing in the world. I I have a dislike for binge culture because it hurts. it, It hurts pieces. In my opinion, I think that it has um. Okay, let me let me preface it with this. The, I'll use this example of um, I've been watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because I'd always wanted to get into it. It's really good, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's goofy and fun. So the first I don't know four seasons, five seasons of it. I think no, first four seasons, but first five parts because there's the first season is two parts. Um, is uh, what was released uh, in Japan on a weekly basis. And you know that it's released in Japan, in Japan because it's censored, right? And so J- Japan has a lot of censorship problems. And so every episode that's censored, you're like, oh, it's because it was released in Japan. America has different censorship things. Um, but they had, it was released weekly. And so the hype for the show lasted because there was like, what, 37 episodes. That's 37 weeks out of a 52-week year with maybe like a couple mid-season breaks. Mm-hmm. The hype for that show lasts the entire year. Yeah. Because everyone's talking about it. Have you seen the new episode? The episode's going to come out. I can't wait to see what happens next week. Da 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 da, mm-hmm. and on and on and on and on for thirty-seven or fifty-two weeks out of, for the entire year, basically. Whereas the the fifth season and the sixth part was after the show was picked up by Netflix, and this is the first season that Netflix is producing and releasing, kind of as a Netflix exclusive, right? And when you look at the the, the, let's, the the search trends, right? So you look at how often people search JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or JoJo or what happens next in JoJo um, and all that stuff for the past like t- 10 years that the show's been on air, um, you see that every week it has a spike and the, the, the general consensus is that it stays up pretty high, right? So it's like spike on the week that it comes out kind of stays a little bit. Spike on the week it comes out stays a little bit. And it's just this general high hype for the show with spikes when the show is released and people can go and watch it and so they search where to watch it. Where when you compare that to what Netflix did with the most recent season, which was release like 16 episodes in bulk at once, everyone was talking about it as soon as it came out for like two weeks and then everyone finished it and now no one talks about it anymore and we just have to sit and not talk about it and wait while other things are being produced that are produced weekly that we can now latch onto and continue to watch and have hype for. So that that's my gripe, is that I think that a lot of the hype and a lot of what makes TV successful um, and, you know, like clicks, right? What people makes people come back, what make, makes people click on it, makes people talk about it more, is when you release it weekly or you release it, you know, every other week and when it's not just dropped all at once for you to consume in one massive gulp. Um, and I think that that can negatively impact your your piece versus 
um, you know, what what you might make in in revenue for like merchant stuff. Because if people are talking about it for two weeks, you're like, that's the shit. Well, you only get two weeks of hype to sell all of your merchandise to make as much money as possible. And then after that, you nothing mm-hmm. because it's over, you know? Um, and so that's 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 my gripe. Um, I have some other stuff that I can talk about later, but I do do you, do I, I want to give you an opportunity? I have to so rebut. many things to say. Rebut well, me. Well, here's the thing: is that it's going to come down to like personality, and it's going to come down to audience because everyone is going to um, view binge culture and weekly shows differently, and people are going to get different things out of those. So when it comes to weekly, uh, and both have pros and cons, when it comes to weekly shows, it's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, from a production standpoint and from being in the the social media or the the zeitgeist of... of I haven't heard zeitgeist in a while. That's a good word. It is a That's good, a good word. word. Did you, do you have a word of the day? Zeitgeist, your word of the day? Zeitgeist is my word of the day. Okay. Continue zapsed. Thank you. I, I like Z words. Yeah. Anyways, so it's going to remain in that realm for longer and more more people are going to talk about it and that leaves room opened to more and more people finding the show and becoming a part of it. While it's going on, you have a lot more time for people to theorize about the, the show and it builds more of a community in that way. Like, okay, what's going to happen next weekend? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to come over to my house and you're going to watch it with me and we're going to talk about it? And it's it's interesting in the fact of, of especially who we are and being cinema students or being uh, cinephiles or TV watchers or any thing like that you love in taking media and you love analyzing it in that sense it adds that community and it adds that extra layer of like oh i can really break this apart and you have the time to break it apart when you're binge watching a show everything goes by so quickly that you don't have time to breathe in between episodes or whatever yeah typically episodes you don't have time to think between and really sit with these characters and think how have they grown from the beginning how have they changed where are we now what are the plot struggles and everything. So you're going to get different things out of it. And there's an interesting, um, I mean, the argument, what what I say and why I like binge culture is because it goes at your own pace. You then give that control to the audience to watch it however they want to watch it. You have this struggle. I mean, and again, it builds community to watch weekly shows in that everybody has this struggle of, man, I can't wait another week. I can't wait a f- four months for the next season. I can't wait for this. I can't. And you you have that it builds the hype for it, but it's also hard. And you hear people talk about it even years after the show has like fully aired. People talk about it in that, no, you you don't really appreciate it. You didn't have to sit and wait week after week for the episode to come out. Or you think about people talking about the Marvel movies and that the the span or the, the time difference between what Infinity War and Endgame coming out. And people make jokes about, no, you can't watch Endgame for a year. Like You have to wait and watch it. You don't get that with binge culture. And so it leaves it up to the audience, to me, to say, okay, I want to watch the first half of this season tonight. Or I want to watch the whole show tonight if I want to. And in that, you're getting something different out of it. I can get to know these characters in a more like intimate way and on a quicker way of getting their whole like persona in in a matter of, of days or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's, and it's interesting because then you also take into the account, I, I don't know how to bring this up. Okay, but uh, Game of Thrones, like I did not get into Game of Thrones while it was coming out on a weekly basis. I got into it at the very end. I think it was the last half of season eight was when I started watching it. And so I binged watched the whole show and I think I got through it it was an argument between me and my ex about who could finish it faster. And I think I finished it in a week and a half or something like that oh for God. how many episodes. I'm telling you, I defy like time when I go to binge watch a show. Like I, I watch it constantly because I want to intake all of that information and get to know these characters and get to know the story. And so anyways, in that, I liked the way that Game of Thrones ended because I was able to intake the entire story in a consumed in a very small amount of time. Whereas those who watched Game of Thrones from the beginning, who grew up with it, who then developed a nostalgia for it, did not like the way that it ended because it did not live up to the hype that it had created over eight years. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see, I see where you're coming from. Like, you can get a different view of it by watching it quicker, but I, I'm going to counter that with, I, and this might just, I'm so sorry, little microphone, I have bumped you. I have hit you. I am so sorry. Um, when I binge shows, mm-hmm. those stories don't stick with me. Okay. You know, I, I remember, um, 
And maybe this has to do with the story, though, because there's a couple of things that I did binge that I was like, oh, that was really good. Um, the, the things that I can pick, pick off the top of my head that I've binged um, was there was a, a sitcom with Paul Rudd um, living with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Where he 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 accidentally clones himself or something, and then he has to live with not telling his wife that they're clones, and he has to try and figure out how to live with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, himself is like a better version of himself. It's it was pretty funny, but um, like it didn't like I mean I remember it, but it didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it at the time. I remember really enjoying it and being like, well, obviously I finished the entire show, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember any of the themes or any of the big bits or anything like that. And then the other thing is Invincible. I binged watched Invincible in a day. Um, I was very sad and lonely. I don't know. I think personally. Yeah, it just, and it's going to come down to yeah, a personal, personal opinion. Personal opinion. I, and I think that it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate quite right if with me if I just take it all in at once. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like I need a chance to to sit with what happened and and to 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 live with like the story for a little bit before moving on to the next part. Um, but so in that, should that be then the creator's responsibility in creating a, a weekly show or a weekly media or however much time they want to put in between it to stop you from gorging yourself? Or is it your responsibility as the watcher to set those limits for yourself? And then and you're going to get into the general populace of of, the, of everybody in that binge culture. They will gouge it all down. And there, and there are people like that. But when it comes to us and those interested, again, like analyzing it, you we know to put those breaks on ourselves or you just run out of time and the, those breaks happen. But whose responsibility is it in that sense to slow down the intake of media? That's the problem. It has to be the audience because you, you as the director don't always get to choose exactly what style you're going to be putting it out in. Some people will be like, you have to, like Netflix is like, you have to put it out in chunks because mm. that's what Netflix does. They put shit out in chunks. But then Amazon has been doing a lot of weekly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, I guess there are pros and cons to each one. I think Netflix ha- has cons because one, they're making a fuck ton of shit right now. They're making so much um, and it's not all very good. Mm-hmm. I would say the majority of it is not good. And then there are some that, like Stranger Things, that just happen to be good because of good direction. And I have a sneeze. You can't sneeze. Purple banana. Purple panda. What about a really giant pineapple? No, don't think about it. Think about what I'm saying. <laughs> no, because it's gone. Yeah. I. Words cannot describe how mad the I anger. am at right now. <laughs> I'm so mad. I've done it. I'm I have so caught mad. it on footage. And that is how you piss off your best friend. If they say they need to sneeze, you say something, the first thing that comes to your mind and it will distract them from sneezing. And then they will be in pain for the rest of the day. I can't even remember what I was talking about. Um, pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yeah, pros and cons. And- I think another problem is that a lot of people, when they make media now, make it with the intent for people to binge it. And so they have this stupid mentality Mm. um, that's like, I'm not making a show. I'm making a fucking movie that's like really long. And um, who was it? It was the... um, Oh, it was the director of The Boys, which is what I was going to talk about initially. Um, He... What did he say? He said something along the lines of winteriscoming.net. Is it Game of Thrones? I know or? it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. I love Game of Thrones. Uh, I might not load. Maybe, maybe it's it's the bar's moving. He has a quote oh, your about it. Sucks, yeah, it man. Sucks. We're gonna be here for a while. It's a real, real long time. Um. Okay, here it is. Here it is. It says, um, <laughs> he has been working in like the entertainment industry in a while. So the the director is Eric Kripke. Kripke, Kripke. Um, Kripke sounds right. He was the director of Supernatural. Yep, which that's where was, I heard it from. Yeah, yeah, he was, which is on the, which is on what CW. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, because um, that went on for fifteen seasons. Yeah. So, but like he knows what he's fucking talking about. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Like he did weekly shows for forever. Mm-hmm. He says um, the downside of streaming is that a lot of filmmakers who work in streaming didn't necessarily come out of that network grind. They're more comfortable with the idea that they could give you 10 hours where nothing happens until the eighth hour. That drives me fucking nuts, personally. 
as a network guy who had to get people interested for 22 fucking hours a year, I didn't get the benefit of, oh, just hang in there and don't worry. The critics will tell you that by episode eight, shit really hits the fan. Or anyone who says, well, really what I'm making is a 10-hour movie. No, fuck you. You're not. You're in the entertainment business. Act like it. Like, yeah. he... That's so That's so true. Like, people... Like, Disney right now. Yeah. Marvel, specifically, uh, is making, like, their short series that are just, like... They, and those are released on a weekly basis, but they don't feel like weekly shows. And um, what The Boys does really, really well is that three-act structure within an episode, contained within an episode. You get the rising, you get the mm-hmm. climax, you get the denouement. Um, and the denouement is really short because it's television and you kind of, it, but it's not like, there are cliffhangers, but mm-hmm. it's not like I'm hanging on the edge of the cliff kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's I've, like, what the fuck are they going to do next? Like, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like I come out of every episode of The Boys with, like, oh, that was such a good episode, but what's going to happen next? And that's what brings me back every mm-hmm. week. And that's why every week, like, on Thursday at 10 o'clock when the episode was released, mm-hmm. um, I would sit down and watch it. Because um, it's just, it's so... The world that that he's been able to create from fucking an awful source material, just a god-awful source material, um, but the stories that he's been able to draw from that and spin and and turn into something bigger than what it was is so interesting. And I think that the weekly releasing of the episodes is to its favor because the marketing, have you seen the marketing for the boys? It's fucking out the wazoo. It's so good. They've got like Twitter accounts um, for the um, for the characters in the show that are like tweeted in character. Oh, that's cool. During the show. That's um, a lot. Wow. It's insane. And they've got their own YouTube channel where they put out ads that were, so like in the show, it, it's it's all about superheroes and if if they were corporatized. Um, and so they have a lot of like superhero commercials and like, like tra- movie trailers and shit, but mm-hmm. they actually make them and then put them out on YouTube and the, as if they were actual videos. They have a fucking podcast episode with one of the characters in character um, about, his new book that he's written and, but it's like not even, it's not a real book, but you can listen mm-hmm. to him have an interview about how it's a real book. And it's just such clever marketing mixed with like that weekly release that I don't think it would work if it wasn't for that weekly release, because if it was released all at once, people would just watch it all the way through and then and they would the next fed. Yeah. And so like seeing the tweets and then the, the, like there's a VOT, which is like the corporation that owns all the superheroes, has a Twitter account and is like re- responding to like whatever's going on in the show. So like if, the, if there's a big scandal, then VOT, like the Twitter account, tries to get a handle on the scandal as if it were real. Mm-hmm. Fucking brilliant marketing. It's it's top notch stuff. Like it's, it's the, the whole show and the marketing and everything behind it, behind the scenes, the VFX, fucking just brilliant. It's not for everyone. Very sex and gore. Um, but so it's not my thing. Yeah, but it's the the actual like creation of it and the w- what it does as media. I don't know how to say it. Basically, the production people, the people that are behind the scenes putting in the work, what they've done to make sure that this takes off is phenomenal, and it's beyond brilliant. So. I, I I got overwhelmed by like seven thoughts that I wanted to say. Hit me. And I don't, and I can't, any of them. Did you binge watch Midnight Mass? Or did you watch that? Because you were watching it with somebody. And so you would, I think you had to watch it at a slower pace than binge watching it. But that's an example. And I completely agree with you in the sense of like, yes, when you have a, a show coming out weekly, it makes it so much more, it makes it so much easier to market and to keep it again in that zeitgeist, to keep it in the world's view and keep it on the charts and everything. Whereas with my favorite shows on Netflix being Midnight Mass and The Haunting of Hill House directed both by Mike Flanagan, all of those episodes came out in one fell swoop and you did not hear about those shows for more than a month after they came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I... Binge it hard. Mm-hmm. It was like one or two episodes at a time. Um, and then coming back and watching it later. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of binged it, but it was it wasn't like hard. It was like 
It's only what nine, ten episodes. It's eight. It's eight episodes. One of the shorter ones because the Haunting of Hill House is like eleven episodes. Yeah, it took us like a month and a half to watch it. Yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't anything. So fun. not really binging, but still, it would have taken you longer. Had no, it would have taken you just a tad bit longer if it had been a weekly thing. Yeah. But also in that, uh, and I love Midnight Mass, and we'll get to talk about it in another episode. But it, it does. I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying. It in the first episode, it is it, at a slower pace. And you do kind of feel like this is just one giant like eight hour movie and you think or I was told by you and by other people that like, oh, get through the first episode because after that, then it's when stuff really gets good. Yeah, and that's that's a problem with binge culture is that it's like you it, it gives directors and it gives storytellers an excuse to sort of make things really slow and mm. somewhat uninteresting because Midnight Mass is amazing. But like you that's said, phenomenal. the first episode is just fucking slow and like nothing like there's some good shit and good stuff that happens but I mean in the no... whole context of it you get why you need the first episode because you're getting introduced to the huge ensemble of characters that we are going to have to go on this journey with yeah but so it is necessary it's necessary in in the in the c containment of the show as a whole mm -hmm. but looking at how that would work if it was a re weekly, weekly show mm -hmm. I can't imagine anybody being able to to get past the first episode. I recently went back and watched the first episode of Breaking Bad, which was also a weekly show yeah. at, at the time. Um, and it, I mean, I binged that because I I didn't get into it until I was like off the air. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at the first episode of, of, of Breaking Bad versus the first episode of Midnight Mass, right? And the way that they draw people in and Breaking Bad does... Like a way better job. Have you seen, you've seen Breaking I've Bad. I've seen, I saw, I binged watched the first season of Breaking yeah. Bad. So the first episode opens with Brian Cranston in his underwear, driving a fucking RV and crashing it into the side of the road, pulling out a gun and standing on the road, pointing it at the cops, driving at him. Okay, but here's the thing about that. And I was going to bring that up with other shows that I'm like going to talk about or we can bring up now. Weekly shows, they do this thing, especially when it comes to like Breaking Bad and more dramatic pieces. Because I can't see somebody like... At least not now. Maybe it used to be different. At least the sitcoms that are coming out in today's world, I don't tip particularly like them. Um, in regards to like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I binge watched that whole show. And then as the last season was coming out, I did not watch it on a weekly basis. There's just something different about the different types of story and the way that they're told. That I felt no reason to keep coming back every week for that kind of sitcom. But when you're talking about Breaking Bad, when you talk about This Is Us, when you talk about New Amsterdam, these are very dramatic shows and they all do the same thing where either at the beginning of the season, which Breaking Bad does, and I don't know if they were the ones to, to lead the way on this and start this trend, um, but they give you the end of the season as the first clip or the end of the episode as the first clip. And all of these other shows do the same thing and that's how they get you to come back every week. Well, yeah, it's like the um, fucking, what's the movie? Um, Ferris Bueller shit where it's like it's yeah that's me bet you're wondering how I got yeah, here yeah yeah like yeah. that kind that's of that's not Ferris Bueller but is okay. that, who is that though? I don't know it's another movie but it's not Ferris Bueller um, I thought it was Ferris Bueller uh, but are you sure it's not Ferris Bueller no he doesn't go I bet you're wondering how I got here that's like an Andrew or something I don't know I know what you're talking about but that's a different movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off he was the one who just broke the fourth wall and would talk to the oh, audience oh yeah you're right I don't want to See where that came well, from. Well, look it up. It's not. Yeah, I know. The movie Premi Pre Premium Rush is what this says. No, your meme. Yeah, Premium Rush. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is. But, but yeah, okay. it's that. It's that whole. Um, that like, well, how? Yeah, how the fuck how did, did you get, get there? Here? Like, yeah. how did you get here? And so, being wondering that that or having that question, and then then wanting that question answered is what brings you back mm -hmm. weekly and for so long to be like, well, how did they get here? And I think Breaking Bad does a a phenomenal job of that because, like, I mean, it's such a for for that show specifically, it's such a bizarre circumstance. Mm -hmm. Why is he driving an RV? Why is he wearing a gas mask? Why are there two dead guys in the back? Why is he wearing like only his underwear? Yeah, why why does he, he have a gun? Underwear? Why yeah. is he scared of the police? And it's all these questions that then get answered as the story progresses. Yeah. Um, and so that, I mean, The Boys does something similar um, in the opening scene. It's not the like, 
similar in the sense of like it's it's the bizarrity, like the 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 strangeness, not necessarily the freeze frame. This is how I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the the opening scene is has Jack Quaid's character, um, Huey, with his girlfriend, and then they go out into the street, and then his girlfriend gets literally obliterated by someone moving at supersonic speed through her body, mm-hmm. and then he runs off, and then um it kind of introduces you to this world and then now you go and see like, oh, it's superheroes. Oh, it's corporatized. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of fake. It's yeah. not really real. Um, in that bizarre world that that this, that that microcosm yeah. exists in um, is so vastly interesting or more interesting than what we have going on. And then seeing like the repercussions of these heroes and like what happens when you give real people superpowers, what would they do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that whole world is what keeps me coming back uh, as well as the characters that, I mean, once you get later in the, in the story, you're like, yeah, I'm used to things blowing up and people exploding. Mm-hmm. But the, the characters is now why I stay. I want to see their relationships. And so they, yeah. they did a good job of taking the first season and it's like nature of bombastic, just it, people dying and, and lit- people literally exploding. Um, and then moving from that, not forgetting it, but moving from that and continuing that in new and interesting ways, but also the character development. And now you're seeing these characters in new situations. And 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 yeah, I just, I mean, I think the, the Boys is is a great piece of modern media. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting in, in all of the similarities, as much as the two are different from one another, in the ways that you go about creating those stories that are going to be told over an extended period of time and those that can be um, intaked or watched however oh, those are that are made to be watched yeah in in a short amount of time but there are similarities between them and i think it's interesting the fact that i gravitate more towards binge culture because i think it is the exact same thing as weekly shows but to a lesser extent so again you don't get all of the cons that come with watching a weekly show and the heightened emotions of it i mean because like you're saying every episode has to grab your attention in some way every character every Action that happens, every experience that happens needs to be letting you on and bringing you deeper into this world so that you will come back in a week and continue to experience this world and experience these characters. Those same things happen in this shorter form of media. You still, like, I want to get to know these characters, but I can get to know them quicker. I can get to know them and see this. And I don't have to have recaps And at, at the beginning of every episode or, like, last time on Breaking Bad or whatever, how they go. Like, it's it's simpler and it's not simpler, but it's it's the same thing, but to a lesser extent. And in that you also have like, don't get me started on like weekly shows and their giant cliffhangers. Like you're talking, you mentioned it earlier. Like you're not hanging off the edge, like with the shows that you can binge watch. You're not hanging off the edge of the cliff. Like you're about to die and you just can't wait to see the next episode. It is more like, okay, what's going to happen next? I'd like to see what's going to happen next. I still have some time and would like to see how these characters are going to interact with this new situation or whatever. Whereas in a weekly show, you have this, I am on the edge of my seat and now you have taken this away from me. And how am I going to live for the next week? But it's it's so it's all still there. It's just to a lesser extent. And I think that's interesting that I've gravitated towards that lesser extent. You know? Yeah. And there's also the study not studies that have been done, but people talk about the fact that um binge watching, especially like sitcoms and things like that, how they're your comfort shows and the reason that you keep binge watching them and playing them over and over again is because you find comfort from them for from your like anxiety and things like that. And you're too nervous or too um stressed to start a new show and start that journey again. That's me to a T because all I ever do is just have the office or friends on in the background. Yeah. That's me with YouTube. I listen mm-hmm. to YouTubers all the time. Um, I'm be completely honest. My brain shut off. So. That's fine. So I, I made some really good points there and Taylor has nothing uh, to rebut with that. But um, one final thing that I'll say about weekly shows and the way that they encapture grab our attention not just the world building that it does because it's definitely that was going to be one of my main things that I was going to talk about especially when it comes to like Game of Thrones even though I didn't watch it on a weekly basis there is something intrinsic about that show that every time that I watch it or think about it I just want to be in that world forever and when I am no longer in that world all I can think about is when can I get back to living in that world and it's interesting I said earlier that I don't like sex and gore or whatever and I know that that show is a lot of sex and gore but there's a lot of politics in it and that's what keeps me coming back is is 
seeing their experiences. And that's the other things that go along with these shows that I was going to talk about that I talk about. This Is Us and New Amsterdam, which my family was obsessed with as it was coming out. This Is Us just finished its final season a couple months back before summer started. And um, New Amsterdam is currently on its last season. And we have watched the show since it started. And we will always come back and watch. Even as I was in college, I would still, every Tuesday, turn on my TV and try and figure out how to get cable in my room or somehow get it from my phone to my TV to watch these episodes so then I could talk about them with my family because it is like a community relationship building activity but in these shows you have these experiences you have humanity and these super realistic characters these super relatable characters being pushed to their absolute extremes and seeing how they get out of them there is something that i think we all love to see about humanity or man at their lowest and seeing them rise from the ashes Mm. there's it's so Good. And that's one of the reasons that I personally kept coming back to these shows. Yeah. I mean, I it's it sucks because with the boys, you only get eight or nine episodes a season. There's not very many episodes. One, because the production value is fucking and is so high. It's so freaking high and it takes forever to make something with such a high production value. Um, But also because like. It's just Amazon, and that's how Amazon does things. They don't have long seasons on their shows. Mm-hmm. They do short bursts of seasons on shows, and then they 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 move on to another show so they can have their thumbs in a fuck ton of pies so that they can just get a bunch of money from a bunch of other things. Um, and it it's it sucks because like I would watch the boys year round. I mean, they the yeah the the director. Like I said, did did Supernatural, which I never really watched. That was never really my thing, but was super big uh, when I was in high school. And um, I get it. I understand why, because it's like it's it's the, the way that this guy crafts stories and and builds these worlds for you to 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 take in is built around it being not every week uh, it's built around you being able to take a little while off of it to breathe between to breathe them. between episodes and to come back and so um yeah i i i get binge culture i get why it exists mm-hmm. i don't like it and i don't like that i do it um because i think that it just it 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 causes it causes rifts between the audience and the and the piece, you know, because the, then the, it doesn't it might not get the hype or the love that it deserves because people saw it all at once. And they're like, great, I watched it as a month of hype. Everybody watched it like now, like people don't really talk about Stranger Things part four anymore because everybody's watched it. And it's, that's now it's I over. I haven't watched it. And nobody cares. Yeah. But but um, but but no one's talking about it anymore because. I mean, everyone's talked about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you just move on. We moved on to, to, to different things. It's just the society that we live in now. I mean, it is coming back. Weekly shows and things on this scale are coming back and are coming back to streaming services. I mean, like you're saying, Amazon Prime and HBO Max, they never went away from this. All of the shows that they've put always put out have always been on a weekly basis. It was, I believe, Disney Plus and Netflix mm-hmm. and all of them that transitioned to this, like, we will release everything at once. And now they're coming off of that. Like you said, Netflix now, instead of uploading or everything at once um, with Stranger Things, they did it in chunks yeah. or in parts or whatever. And so they were able to extend it for a bit of time but it is going back to the way it was yeah let's move on to some recommendations i'm going to recommend as much as i talked about game of thrones and everything house of the dragon which is the prequel to game of thrones the first episode has come out as of when we were recording this last week and it'll come out on monday nights and like I said, Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin and everybody who is creating this story and making this story, there is something so I I can't put my fingers on it or my my hands on it that just when I watch it, it just brings you into this world. It's high fantasy. 
And so it's 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 escapism and that I can take all of my worries away for this time and I can just live in this world where, again, humanity is at their lowest, is being pushed to the brink. How far will man go for power and for money? And it's always just fascinated me. And I am hooked with this first episode and I can't wait to start watching the the what what comes of it. And so it's it's the prequels and we're following if any of you know about Game of Thrones, we're following the Targaryens 170 years before what happens in Game of Thrones and how we got where. So it's again like a, a prequel kind of situation of how did we get here? And so we'll get to see their lineage and everything like that. Sick. I'm going to recommend an anime. I'm going to recommend. Um, I think I'll go with Demon Slayer. Uh, it, It's more on the cliffhanger. I mean, anime is a different realm when it comes to like weekly shows. Animes have always kind of been released weekly because the whole idea behind it is like you just turn it into a TV show. Um, but I think Demon Slayer does a, a, a better job than most of giving us those fulfilling episodes um, and those sort of three arc structures. Also, the story itself was written very well uh, and more to that point than other anime and it and it lends itself towards um the 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 weekly sort of vibe Mm -hmm. um i think that people had a lot of gripes with the with that with the 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 newest season and i i disagree i think it ended on solid notes everywhere and with good enough cliffhangers um because you can't always get around like i only have 20 minutes 24 minutes to make this episode and to get all the things in so i might not you know, it might have to end on a cliffhanger, but um, I think it did a really good job of, of you know, keeping the hype up and keeping things moving um, fast enough that you felt like you got through something, but not so fast that you felt like you being rushed through the, the plot or this, the, the fights or whatever have you. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. So thank you guys so much for joining us on this intellectual journey, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Cutting it. Cutting it real close. That camera's... We were gonna get there, which is fine.